The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio is your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. And this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by our friends at Salingo Law and co-produced by HD Media and the Charleston Gazette. I'm Anthony Lewis. Thank you for taking the time to download this week's episode of the Touchdown City Podcast. This week, we're going to be joined by Consensus All-American and first-round draft pick Brian Joswiak. He's going to share some stories from his days and his experiences in the backyard brawl. But before we get to Brian, I'd like to take a second to acknowledge the passing of one of the great Mountaineers and um, one of the probably the greatest running back or high school football player in West Virginia history, Robert Alexander. Passed this week while I was at the beach um, and, you know, in this day of rivals and, and the star system and all that fun stuff, uh, his name is often overlooked or left out whenever they talk about the biggest recruits ever to, to come to West Virginia. And uh, I'll go on the record to say he is the biggest recruit ever to come to West Virginia University out of high school. Uh, Robert was recruited by everybody. USC, Pitt, uh, you know, you got to think at the time in the mid '70s, Pitt was winning national championships. They had it rolling up there. USC, of course, was coming off the OJ Simpson stuff. Um, you know, Penn State, all the major schools, every school in the country recruited Robert Alexander. So for him to land at West Virginia University was a big get for WVU, and there was no guarantee at the time that he was going to go. You know, even Jay Rockefeller at the time got involved in the the recruitment of Robert Alexander. Um, Robert Alexander not only was the uh, a, what would have been considered today as a five-star athlete, but he was probably the biggest recruit in the country. Uh, he was the par- a parade All-American and was the parade player of the year. So you're talking about a big-time, big-time, big-time recruit. And unfortunately, this week we lost him. He, had the, he was only 64 years old, and um, he passed away at home and uh, was found by his family at home. And I just wanted to take the opportunity to pass on my condolences, my thoughts and prayers to Robert and his family. Uh, He was a great man. He was a good guy to me every time I had the opportunity to meet him. Uh, Always very gracious, loved to tell stories, um, and was just a good guy. To me, he was a good guy. And, um, you know, I'd ask him to come out to a couple of uh, fundraising events, and he came out and you know, of course, the kids at the time didn't know much about him or weren't, weren't too really excited about him, but the parents were, especially the ones that were a little older that remembered him. Um, you know, I grew up in the Kanawha Valley, and um, when you you the names you always heard growing up were uh, Denny Hara, Carl Lee, and Robert Alexander, and the stories they told on Robert were just amazing. The days of him really running wild at Oaksfield in South Charleston. Um, you know, he was unstoppable. And, um, and again, I'd like to send my thoughts and prayers to him and his family. And, um, 
and once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. So uh, rest in peace, Robert Alexander. Going to take this time to, uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, the legendary Brian Joswack will be joining us to talk about his days in the trenches against the Pitt Panthers. And if you like the show, I'm going to ask you, please make sure you're subscribed. Also, leave us a review, share it on social media, because that's how we grow. Uh, appreciate you downloading the show this week. And when we come back, Brian Joswiak will be back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh mom, mama said, mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mom, mama said that. My mom, my mom. Mama said you ugly. Hey. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at bestmastertailor.com. Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Burr 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Bar 101's daily special, plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Bar 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call. 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check, knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner, and I'm your lawyer. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marsh, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. And welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salango Law and co-produced in partnership with HD Media. I'm Anthony Lewis, and joining us on the telephone from the Sunshine State of Florida, Mr. Brian Joswiak. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Oh, Anthony, buddy, if I was any better, I'd be crapping gold doubloons, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, I'm I'm living down here enjoying south florida nice and warm and and sunny and uh, uh all that good stuff and and of course having a chance to chat with you and being on your show uh you got a great show i listen to it all the time and uh hey to be part of it that's special i love it 
Well, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you taking the time to to come on. Hey, before we get into, obviously, we're this summer we're going to be releasing these shows about leading up to the Backyard Brawl, but before we get into that, I want to let you give Mountaineer Nation an update on uh, on your golf tournament and and tell everybody what you got going on. I know um, people know in the state of West Virginia know you for a lot of things, but I know you're probably most proud of uh, your 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 charity work that you've done for uh, WB Children's. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, being a part of, of Children's Hospital since the early 80s, uh, and now they're in Morgantown having a 10-story freestanding Children's Hospital uh, getting ready to open up here real soon. Uh, just seeing that evolve and being part of that all these years, man. You know, it's all about them kids and and – you know, it, it's been 32 years now, this July, 32 years we've been doing this golf tournament and, you know, raising money and awareness and, and keeping a tie, uh, you know, to the to the hospital. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's It's been a, a great feather uh, in a lot of caps of folks that have been involved with the tournament. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's a good thing. And, uh, of course, I appreciate everybody that's involved with it to make it happen. And, uh, you know, we, we just, uh, we just all get together and, and celebrate, uh, what we have there right there in Morgantown, uh, with that, with that children's hospital. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, um, do you have, can they still come out and play or how can they find information about the tournament? If, the, if, if they want to come out this year or even next year? Yeah, you could you could go uh, Facebook, uh, Joe's Nose Kids, J-O-Z-N-O-Z-K-I-D-Z. Uh, there's a dot .com, uh, same, same lettering. Uh, you could call Lakeview Resort in Morgantown, ask for Aaron Gizzy in the pro shop. Uh, you know, uh, but those are, those are the ways uh, that, that folks could reach out. Uh, if they're wanting to, you know, be part of it. Uh, we do a Thursday evening event, uh, meet and greet with the legends that show up, the, the WVU history, uh, some great players, uh, former players, and, of course, coaches, Coach Nealon. Uh, God love them to go be there. And uh, last year, Eddie Passalong was there and uh, some dignitaries and just a great, great evening of of. Uh, fellowship and food and some entertainment. We we have an auction and and everything we raise Thursday night goes directly to the Haas Foundation, uh, the Hostellers, Jeff and, and his missus. Uh, they of course have done wonderful things for Children's Hospital for many many years, and uh, you know that project that I am a Mountaineer project, which is the the tenth floor in the new building at, at Children's Hospital now, is going to be Child Life. Uh, all about, you know, giving the kids a chance to, you know, get away from the daily grind of, you know, trying to get healthy. And, uh, you know, that that space is a, a really awesome space. And so that Thursday night event we do, that money goes there, Anthony. And then, of course, Friday's our golf tournament, and we go out and hack up a golf course and, <laughs> and have some laughs and, and, and just tell stories and, and visit and uh, – and, and, you know, of course, for, for the players, it's a heck of a reunion for us. I mm -hmm. mean, we all get together and, and have some, oh, it's just, it's a good time. 
And, uh, of course, we got entertainment both nights, uh, you know, with band, Marshall Lowry Band. Uh, I got a group coming out of Ohio. Uh, 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 they're called Bridget's Cross. Best fiddle player you'll ever hear. They're, they're playing Friday night. Uh, so it, it's just it's a great it's a great weekend. A lot of people get together and, and a lot of folks support it to make it happen. And uh, and we raise a, a nice chunk of money and and uh, have a good time and, and celebrate the kids. And, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I had my hip replaced a couple of couple of weeks ago just so I could be good to go for the tournament and that weekend. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and of course, you know, I mean, 32 years, brother. Uh, 32 years we've been we've been doing this through thick and thin and and still you know have the support and, and the you know Parmar store and, and and Pepsi they're they're so wonderful to us uh, they're such a great sponsor uh, and and all the other sponsors that that play and then the golf tournament uh, the the players that come play in the tournament uh, I mean it, it's just I can't say enough how much I appreciate it, you know, as the host of the thing. Uh, but if it wasn't for all, all that love and, and, and caring and support, uh, it, it wouldn't be able to do what it's doing. And, and I think I, I, I'd love to thank each and every one by name right now, but it would take, it would take at least an hour and a half to do that. Cause there's so many wonderful folks that are involved. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, Scott Sears and myself, uh, got together back in, in, you know, 1989 and launched this thing in 1990. And, and here we are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's wonderful, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Cause you've been involved in it and you promote it and, and you've always helped it out, uh, you know, donating autograph stuff and memorabilia. And, and I love you for that. I appreciate you. Wow. And uh, I, hope, yeah. I hope you're there this year. Absolutely. So listen, I've, for the listeners, I've been, uh, I don't golf. I usually just drive up and try to do my small little thing. And it's literally one, one millionth of, of all the great things that happens up there, but uh, it's a great part of the circus, baby. Yeah. It's a great time. Uh, You'll meet lots of legendary former Mountaineers and even, even who knows, may not even just be Mountaineers. I know I went, I went one year, Jack Ham was there. So, oh yeah, you know, you never know who you'll run into with this thing. So if you're, if you're a golfer, um, or if you just want to send a check or make a donation, find all that information online. It's a great cause, great event. And, uh, I tip my hat to you for all the, all the great years you've put into it. So, but to the, to the, uh, let's move on to bigger and better things. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the backyard brawl. And when I say the backyard brawl to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Street fight. Brawl. The brawl. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many people out there have ever been in a, in a brawl. Okay. But a brawl is, is a bunch of people beating the crap out of each other. And, and that, that's what comes to mind. And, and of course, you know, back then in the early eighties, when I became a mountaineer, you know, the, the brawl was the third longest running rivalry in the country, brother. So when you, when you, when that game was coming in, uh, you know, we usually hit that game, you know, like maybe week three, four, five, right in there. 
And you just knew that week you better, you better get ready for a, a, a three and a half hour street fight. It was going to be a brawl and, and, uh, you know, to be part of that rivalry, that history, uh, you know, it was just, it was so much bigger than, than you and, and the guys in the locker room, it, it represented a state, you know, us versus them, you know, that, that distance, that 70 miles, you know, right across the line, it was bragging rights for a year. Uh, it was just such, it was, I mean, you, I can't say enough about, you know, the buildup to the game. And yet when you, when you, when you, when you clear all that away, when you clear all that away, what is it? It's, it is the guys in this locker room are going to fight the guys in their locker room on a stage that is being watched by the entire country's watching this game. You got to remember back in the eighties, I mean, there was only a, a couple games on any given Saturday. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, you, you know, so when our games were televised, when that pit game was televised, it was it was amped up to you know this is the legendary backyard brawl man I mean it got top billing and and we had you know our stage was huge and and oh God Almighty woo I got so much adrenaline running through me right now I can't even see straight <laughs> uh, honest to God no it, it, that that's what I think of mm -hmm. uh, is is that you know that week of preparation and then and then getting into a getting into a brawl. I mean, <laughs> it didn't matter what the record was. It didn't matter who you played the week before. It didn't matter who you're playing next week. It was a one game season because this, this gets etched into the history of this rivalry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was, that's a special, that's a special place, man. So, you know, I know when coach Neyland was, was hired, they they literally told him we don't care what you do. You have to beat Pitt. That was the oh, that was I the, believe that that was the monkey on his back. You know, it took him a few years. Um, you know, from 1980 uh, until they did it with Jeff, and you were there. Um, it, it took a few years, but he got it done. I was I was there. The, was I there? That would have been 84. Hey, listen, brother. I'm gonna tell you something. All right. In, in 82, we lost by a field goal, all right? And I wasn't starting. I didn't start in 82 until later in the year when Kirk Keel twisted his ankle. And I went in. I think it might have been like the Rutgers game or something like that. It was later in the season. But then in 83, uh, you know, that was the Hostetler year, okay? And we were down. Dude, we were down with, like, just under two minutes left in the game and we had to go like 80 or 90 yards and freaking Haas got in there. It might've been the one and only time I've ever heard Jeff Hostetler cuss. <laughs> All right. And, and he got into that huddle and he grabbed everybody's attention. And of course, Oh my God, I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps. The, the sound in that stadium, I can't even describe to you. It was like standing next to a freaking, uh, you know, three jet engines. It was so loud. And, and Hostetler got us in there and we all got tight in that huddle. And, and he said, he basically said, we're going to win this game. 
we're gonna we're gonna drive the length of this field and we're gonna score and you know I'm gonna take you there. Just do what you do your job. Do your job. Don't make no freaking mistakes and let's do it. And we pounded that ball down that freaking field and jammed it right in their face and and got down in there. And I guess we were on, we had to be on maybe, I don't know, what, like the 17-yard line mm-hmm. or the 20, somewhere in there. We ran that play-action fake. And Rob Bennett got the best block you can ever watch on the edge in a tight end. And he pinned that edge, man. And Hostetler ran in for an untouched. I mean, he ran that that naked boot, and and that's that famous picture I, I know Dale Sparks snapped mm-hmm. of of Jeff taking the the freaking knee in the end zone with that score, and uh, and we beat him. Uh, what was it? I think the final score was like twenty four twenty one or something like that, and uh, and and we beat him right there at the buzzer, uh, and and that right there that that in my opinion, was one of the biggest foundation games for the Don Nealon program era uh, was, was that game. That was a big, that was a big game on a big stage. And then of course we beat them in 84, uh, which was my junior year. And uh, we beat them. I, I think we beat them pretty good, maybe two touchdowns or something like that. Uh, and then of course, <laughs> You know, my senior year, 85, that's the infamous tie. Yeah. yeah. 10-10. We tied them. 10-10. That was, that was, that's the worst, that's the worst feeling I've ever experienced in my life after a football game. I would have, I would have rather gotten our ass whipped by 20 than to tie a football game, you know, I mean, I, it, you, you, we, we beat each other up. So, I mean, it was a brutal game and we, we end up 10, 10 and you go in a locker room and you're sitting there and everything hurts. You're, you're beat to hell. And it's like, for what? Yeah. That happened I mean, twice. I don't, I don't feel anything. It's like, you know, it's like kissing your sister. I mean, <laughs> You know, you get you get nothing out of it, and and you're sitting there wondering, you know, what the hell just happened? I just, you know, beat my body to shreds, and and we we don't have nothing for it. I mean, they can't even come in there and chew us out, right? Because we didn't lose, and it's like, you know, blah. That's why I hate ties. I don't care what sport it is; it, it can't end in a tie. Yeah. I'm sorry. That happened in '89 as well. Yeah, there was two Did ties. Really? Yeah, in '89 they kicked a field goal with no time to tie the game. That was the first time West Virginia had. I always call it the the infamous loss because that was the first time since '87 uh, West Virginia had been tied or beaten. Because of course, well, other than the Notre Dame game, because of course they went undefeated in '88 in the regular season and was undefeated right. up until that point. And um, and Alex Van Pelt and the and the Pitt Panthers drove down the field, kicked a field goal to tie it in Morgantown. And it, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, that's that's rough. What I mean, uh, I, you know, you're walking back to your tailgate, going, "What the hell just happened? Yeah, what, what is that?" Well, and if you I know, remember correctly, I, I just th- never believed in in ties. So yeah, and if I remember correctly, I think West Virginia was up like thirty or twenty eight to nine or something at halftime. 
Oof. Yeah, it was Ouch. it was a big comeback. But uh, what do you remember Coach Nealon talking about leading into that? I've always heard the infamous story about the Panther and the Well, and I know this was always big on his on his calendar. Well, it had to be. You know, once again, you know what I what I spoke of a little bit ago. You know the the fact that you know West Virginia is is, is you know I mean the schools are seventy miles apart. They're both state colleges. Uh, you know, you know Penn State in the east and Pitt in the west of Pennsylvania. You know that's all that's there. Uh, you know the the rivalry once again, like like you had said you know, when he was getting interviewed to become the head coach, Hey, you got to win that pit game. You know, that, that, that pit game matters. It's a big rivalry. Uh, you know, people, people in West Virginia get behind it and, and take it to heart. And, and I, and, you know, I think he knew that. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think he ever, I mean, our preparation was, was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty routine every week. Um, you know, you got a little extra juiced, uh, for certain games, obviously, but, but our preparation was, I mean, it was, it was, you know, I mean, we prepared every week the same way, you know I mean? We are, our meeting lineups were the same. Mm -hmm. Our times were the same, very routine. So, so we took every game, one game at a time, and every game mattered. All right, that, that's the one thing that that I remember about Nealon and his staffs. You know, we we took every game, you know, like it was the last, and and every game made or or broke your season. You know, but when we got into that pit week, you know, something just changed again. Uh, the, the the street fight mentality uh again uh the the emphasis of the week obviously was the, the brawl uh you know the battle you know fight fight to the finish you know you know it, it's going to get ugly <laughs> you're going to get you know you're going to get stepped on you're you know they're going to try to bait you uh you know just all kinds of all kinds of uh, extracurricular activities on top of the fact that, you know, it, it's such a rivalry, it's such a big stage, there's going to be a lot of distractions. Mm -hmm. So, so you got to be able to manage that part of, uh, you know, but th that's, that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing is, is that week was always billed as, as, as a true brawl, a street fight. Uh, again, throw everything aside. Didn't matter what your record was. It didn't matter. Uh, that that game was uh, was was a, a, just a great game. I'm so happy that they're they're you know using it this year as the opener to this you know 2022 season as a springboard. Uh, you know, Pitt ain't no joke this year. They got a great team returning. <laughs> Excuse me, but to get that going again and and see that happening, uh, you know, it's it's not the same. It's it's still the rivalry and the brawl, uh, but it, it, you know, when we broke the rivalry chain, uh, you know, we had played that game for so many years in a row. Right, mm -hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, does it still have its luster? You betcha. Does it still matter? Oh my God, yeah. Uh, 
you know, is it, is it that, you know, is it, is it the rivalry that it's always been? Well, I mean, you know, we haven't played them. When was the last time we played them? I think it would have been 2012 or 11. Excuse it's me. Been 2012? A while. Gino was there. So, you know, so that's 10 years ago. Yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, I mean, it, it you know, so, but, but, but it's still, it, it's still, <laughs> It's still the pit game. Yeah, when you see it, when you saw it pop up on the schedule, I'm sure the 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 older guys kind of got that little bit of you know that old feeling may have came came back a little bit. I always tell people, you know, being in the Big Twelve is great. You've been up there recently. You see the facilities and the money <coughs> and all that fun stuff. But yes. you know, I'm I'm 46. I've been going and f- watching the Mountaineers since right around the time that you were playing. And I don't get excited for Texas and Oklahoma, but when Pitt's on the schedule, Virginia Tech's on the schedule, yeah, that gets me excited. And I'm hoping uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm totally with you. And, and the guys that that you know are, are my my Mountaineer brothers that, that got the battle in in those games back in the day. Uh, we all appreciate that the, those great games and, and being part of that history. Uh, believe me, and and every one of them. You know, uh, you know if they're if they're worth their salt, uh, get a little peppery when you start thinking about the pit game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just it, it just is what it is. It, it's it's just such a you know it's just such a great it, it's just such a great rivalry. I love that word. And 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 what is it? You know, it, it's it's taking a, a a trophy home. It's it's taking the win. You know, we beat you. Oh, man. I got a cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. So, you know, obviously Pittsburgh had a had a great season last year. They won the ACC and and all that fun stuff. But in the 80s, Pitt, you know, Pitt's been down the last 10, 10 years or so. But in the 80s, they had some players up there. Who who are some guys that you played against that you remember being tough and and knowing they were bringing it every week cuz you think look at the roster in the eighties of, of Pip, you know, you're talking about Marino and Bill Fralick and I mean you just go down the list there. Well, those are the offensive guys. I mean, I was on offense. Right. So I, I battled guys like, you know, freaking Chris Dolman and and Bill Moss, who who became my teammate. Now how about that? There's yeah. a little side story for you. <laughs> All right. So Bill Moss you know, great defensive tackle for, for Kansas city. Uh, I mean, he was an all pro guy there a couple of years and, and, and yada, yada. Anyway, when I got drafted in 86, you know, of course we had, we had locked horns a couple of years during that pit game. And I get to, I get to Kansas city and my lockers like right next to his. <laughs> and for the first little while we hated each other. I mean, when we went, did one-on-one drills and stuff like that, and we lined up against each other. And, and I mean, we're in camp and we're teammates and we tried to kill each other. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that daggone, that rivalry runs deep. Uh, but yeah, we, they had great players back then, uh, you know, great attitude. Uh, and again, you know, their, their take on the game was the same as ours. Mm-hmm. They prepared with the same, anticipation of it being a brawl you just i mean you knew it was gonna be a freaking battle 
uh, I love it, man. I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful that they're playing that game and uh, I'm, it'll get all the hype that it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope, I hope our guys understand it, uh, to a, to a point where they, you know, guys like Zach Frazier, you know, dig into that, that meme and, and pull out the, the freaking junkyard dog a little bit because that's what it's going to take. I mean, that's the way they're going to prepare for it. Uh, dig into the history and understand what the history is and, and bring that, uh, bring that to the table with you when you, when you take the field. Yeah, that's, I'm glad it's back. And, you know, over the years, of course, anything can happen in this damn game. I mean, we've seen, uh, ties, we've seen teams come back from 20 some points down and, and lose. We've seen them come back and tie, like we mentioned earlier in 89, um, West Virginia's knocked them out of bowl games. Of course, Pitt's knocked West Virginia out playing for a national championship. <coughs> I mean, it, yep. it's just it's nasty, and and I'm and I'm here for it. <laughs> so I'm excited. Well, and, and it's because it's nasty because it, it's it's to the end. I mean, it's it's from the opening kickoff until the whistle blows at the end of that game. You, you know, like you said, anything can happen. You can't let down at all because if you do, the other guy's going to step on your throat. I mean, it's just, it's that, it's that kind of violent. It's just that kind of game, I, you know, and I get it. The game's changed a little bit, but it really adds right. football, football in the sense. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a violent game. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that right there. I hope gets gets pounded in and being the opener, you know, they're a, they're I think they're pre ranked in the top twenty. And this is your this is your opener. Uh you know, what a great springboard for your season. You know, yeah, you knock off Pitt and you come back into your locker room going, We got something here, boys. Let let's go. Let's build on this every freaking second. So I'm excited about it, man. I, I I'm I'm gonna try to go to the game. To be honest with you. Oh, good, good. Uh, yeah, they kind of it kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, I was I had intentions and plans on going until they moved it to Thursday, and then that you know that's going to cost me too much vacation time. So I will be yeah, watching. See, I'm retired, Anthony, so <laughs> I can do and go whenever I please. <laughs> did um, you, I know you're originally from Maryland? Did did Pitt recruit you? You know what? I, I I remember getting a letter, uh, and and uh, somebody from Pitt probably came to the high school uh, because once the snowball started rolling, uh, you know, I got recruited basically by just about everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I don't remember Pitt being anywhere in in my top choices, so I I probably I probably blew them off enough. That, that they knew that that I wasn't gonna, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. I, I got a letter because everybody else sent a letter. Right. Right. Thing, you know. Uh, now I got recruited by Penn State uh, because you know, being from Baltimore, Penn State's on the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, you know, I got recruited by Penn State, but uh, never never got really heavily recruited by Pitt. No. What uh, you know, obviously. <laughs> Hoss going around the right side and running then in the, into the end zone is is one of the the great historical plays in Mountain history. But 
Is there anything specific that stands out to you when you think of the backyard brawl or, um, you know, there's always these small details that kind of go unnoticed or at or under underappreciated whenever uh, you think back on a historical game like that. But is there anything that stands out to you from your time playing against the Panthers? Well, I mean, you know, that, that drive that, that I spoke of that, that, and what ended with that big Jeff Hostetler iconic, I mean, that's an iconic play in, in Mountaineer history and, and doing that at home uh, in front of, you know, 65,000 screaming freaking Mountaineer fans, uh, you know, that, that right there is, is just such a, a, a great, a great memory for me, uh, you know, because it ain't over till it's over. And, and I mean, it ain't like we had to run down there and kick a field goal. We had to score a touchdown. Right. And, you know, you got, you got less than two minutes. That's, that's the scenario you practice for, you know, you're down by five or you're down by four or whatever. I think we were down by four. Um, Cause I think we beat them like 24, 21 or something like that. Anyway, uh, you know, that's the scenario that, that you practice for you. You paint this picture of, you know, being, being in a position where, you know, you got a minute, 56 seconds left in the game. You're down by four. You got one timeout. Go. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to be on the field in that moment, and drive that length of the field and score that touchdown and 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 oh my god uh yeah and of course i was on the back side of that so i cut block my guy hell hostetler ran in the end zone i was on the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's... but i got up i got up and and i got over there a little late i got to tap him on his tail as he was running up the sideline because i had to get back on the field for extra point but uh yeah man that 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 right there that that's that's pretty special yeah absolutely special pretty special well brian always as always man it's great catching up with you um i'm gonna i'll text you i'm gonna try to come up i talked to mage a few weeks ago and um i I told him i was going to try to make it up for the golf tournament i've got some stuff i wanted of course to contribute and donate for the for the silent auction and um so I'm going to try to make the trip up, and obviously I don't, I don't play golf, but it's always good to come and see yeah, everybody. Yeah, come hang out. Yeah, it's good to see everybody, and I haven't been able to make it for the last few years. So, uh, it, but I'm going to if I don't make it, I'll definitely drop something in the mail and get it up there. But uh, All right. I appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing that story because obviously, when you see the highlights and the big plays over the years, that's the one of the ones that always is shown on the still to this day on the video board. They show Hostetler going around the corner. And, um, man, yeah, it's, uh, it's only what about 80, about 80 some days away, man. But I'm already kind of feeling it. I, I feel, you know, obviously this, this, um, rivalry is personal to not only the players and the former players, but the fans, every, everybody I know has some sort of story, right. Of, you know, like my, my buddy, Matt, he's got a story of just trying to get into one of the games. And this was back in like 2000 and, four or five and you know some pit fan throwing a beer on him and him about getting into a fight and i mean everybody's got a story like that if you've ever even been to a game so um it's can i I, hey can i add one more little story sure absolutely all right 
you know, the, the, the phrase that, that Mountaineer fans use during the, the singing of Sweet Caroline. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a PG show or no, not. No, you can say whatever you want. You, you know, you know the, the response in that song is Eat Shit Pit. Well, let me tell you, I've, I've experienced this in so many places in so many states, all right, where there's either a band or something and that song comes on. And in the group, in, in, that, in that place, whether it only be me, that, that comes out. When that song comes on, I was in a place not too long ago down here in Florida, right? Sweet Caroline came on. And that opportunity for Eat Shit Pit came out. And somewhere over in the back corner, I heard three people yell, Eat Shit Pit. Well, I was like, you got to be kidding me, Mountaineer fans. Let's go. Well, by the end of that song, we had the whole place yelling, Eat Shit Pit. (laughs) All right? I just saw something this morning on uh social media they had luke bryan yeah luke bryan was doing a concert and the, the audience was yelling eat shit pit and he they got him saying it up on stage yeah <laughs> that all was, right i mean that... it's just i i did it i'm down here in south florida you ever heard of rick k and the all-nighters oh yeah yeah i think right, they're well, i think they're rick from k, west virginia rick k's down here in venice florida at this at this uh retirement village and there's about 400 people in this room and most of them have blue hair god bless them and they're all in there listening to rick k do his thing and i'm in there i wanted to go see rick i've known rick for you know 35 years and uh so i get it i'm standing in the back of this place just kind of hanging out you know minding my own business well he starts singing sweet caroline and i yell eat shit pit and all them people turned around and looked at me, and I just put my hands up in the air. I was like, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Rick Rick looked back, gave me a thumbs up, and laughed. I mean, it was just, it was hilarious. So, I mean, that, you know, like you said, we all got a stake in it. Yeah. And, and we're all over the place. Yeah. It's funny. That's, now, that's a rivalry. When you when you hijack the rival song and, and, and add your own words to it, to the point where they probably won't even play it on September 1st. And that's their song. Could you imagine not playing Country Roads, you know, because you're worried about the opponents hijacking your song? That's a robbery. Yep. That's a robbery. That's brilliant, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, West Virginia has hijacked their song. I don't remember who it was. It may have been NC State was here a few years ago. And of course, you know they don't they don't know anything about it. They come in, they bring their band, and and I'll be damned. What does their band play? And I can't remember who it was. It was a visiting band, but they 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 close out the set with Sweet Caroline, and the God, place, uh, and the place went nuts. Fuel you know? the fire, why don't you? Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. oh, that's good stuff, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, brother, I'm gonna cut you loose. I'll see you in a yep. few weeks. And uh, again, man. You're doing the Lord's work. You know, I know you've got a large group of helpers, but man, to continuously put together the effort for 32 years is, uh, you know, the, the people of West Virginia should all tip their hat and, 
and all the listeners, I'm, I'm encouraging you to, to at least, even if it's five bucks, man, it's for the children's hospital there. If you don't know much about it, take 10 minutes and look it up online. And believe me, if your child gets sick, they're going to go to WVU Children's Hospital. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they've got a world-class facility because guys like Brian and guys like Jeff Hostetler and a million other people come together every year and and put forth this effort. So, uh, man, i got to tip my cap to you. So I appreciate you, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to tell the stories, man. These are This is what it's all about, man. It, it, I've you know, I love doing this and, and letting the stories be told, man, and documented. So I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely, man. It's all about them kids, all about them kids. And, and uh, hey, it's all about the pit game. I love it. All hey, right, brother. Don't mind ears. <laughs> all right, man. I will be in touch. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. Anthony. Take care, appreciate Brian. You, See you, buddy. All right. The legendary Brian Josiak there. And, of course, the Pit Panthers coming up and um, – uh, the Pitt Panthers coming up on September 1st, and uh, Brian was on the offensive line when Hostetler took it around the end and uh, scored that touchdown for the first victory in the Don Nealon era. And you heard it there first, man. You heard it first, firsthand from the huddle uh, what it was like on that drive. Hey, uh, Mountaineer fans, I appreciate you guys downloading the show this week. I'm going to cut loose. But, uh, again, I uh, wanted to send my condolences to Robert Alexander's family. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family and uh, and appreciate uh, Brian Joswiak for taking the time to uh, tell the stories this morning on the uh, Touchdown City podcast. Again, if you like this show, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Share it on social media. That helps us grow, and uh, we appreciate you downloading the show. Don't forget, you can follow us on any of your favorite podcast platforms, and uh, if you want to support the show, pick up a Touchdown City shirt, head over to touchdowncity.com. All right, I'm out of here. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'll see you on the next one. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.